The Chargers desperately need a win on Sunday, and if they want to beat the Minnesota Vikings, they need to get their rushing attack back on track. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, we started off getting into our keys for success, starting on offense, then we take things over to the defense and then finish things up with our bold and game predictions. Yeah, and hopefully you guys heard my predictions yesterday, but it's worth sticking around for again today. And also, we have a special thank you for some specific everydayers who really did something that moved us at the end of the show today. But this episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, David, well, we have to get into our keys for success today because the Chargers have a huge game upcoming against the Minnesota Vikings. And it's a game that both teams desperately need, right? Like, it's a game that feels like it's going to be chaotic. Feels like a game that's very much up in the air. The Chargers going as small underdogs into this one. And I want to get into our keys for success offensively. And I'm hoping in this game we can see the Chargers rushing attack look more like it did in week one because that's something the Eagles used to get a win last week. And it feels like the Chargers are going to have that be allowed to them defensively. It's what the Eagle or what the Vikings tried to do to the Eagles last week. Let them run. That's what Vic Fangio did against the Chargers. Let them run, and the Chargers really need to take advantage. They absolutely do, and 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 there's it should be a very big opportunity to do that. I mean, they definitely want to keep things in front of them. They want to limit the explosive plays, but that came at a great cost to the Eagles. The the Eagles ran the ball 48 times for 259 rushing yards. That is insane. They completely shortened the football game. The time of possession was dominated by the Philadelphia Eagles to the tune of 39 minutes and 28 seconds to only 20 minutes and 32 seconds of possession time for the Vikings. If the Chargers follow that similar game script, I think they're in for a lot of success in this one. And it won't be the worst thing in the world for the Chargers to keep that defense off the field, right? No. The Chargers defense. I, I think the other big part of this specific key is getting it done potentially without Austin Eckler for a second straight week. I, I don't think that Austin Eckler is going to play in this game. Yeah. Still has not practiced at all uh, since his original injury in week one. Hard to believe that he's going to go in this one. But I yeah. do think it's a great chance for Josh Kelly to shine. I think this is a yeah. great opportunity. He is going to be that guy. And the Vikings have allowed 166 rushing yards per game on average. But they have only allowed eight or 4.1 yards per carry. So, I mean, there's a lot of quarterback sneaks from the Eagles mixed in there, too. A lot of short yardage runs and things like that. But still, I mean, just... The amount of times they have been run on is insane. The amount of yards yeah. is crazy, too. And the Chargers put up 243 in week one, right? And they put up 34 points in that game, and it could have been more. So yeah. that seems like the best strategy for the Chargers. Control the clock. Keep your defense off the field. Keep those edge rushers on the sidelines ready to go and get after Kirk Cousins. 
And I do think either one of Isaiah Spiller and Elijah Dotson has to show up in this one too. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. I'm not putting too much into the Tennessee game, but this is a chance for the Georgia to prove it's actually much better, right? Because yeah. I, I'm going to give you a pass against Jeffrey Simmons in that front, right? I want to see it again this week. I want to see him get back to that. And also, I'm not saying don't throw the ball out, but like no. the second biggest, one of the biggest things for me in this game, David, it's not going to be a key that I think a lot of people have in their mind going into this one, fix the protection issues. That's yes. going to be huge for me. Brian Flores loves to blitz. Luke Braun talked about them blitzing 50% of the time. I, didn't, I thought he was like joking and being exaggerating. No, he wasn't. The Vikings have blitzed on 49% of their defensive snaps so far in 2023, but they're only 22nd in pressure percentage. So they're blitzing a lot. They haven't been a hugely, you know, productive edge rushing group or interior rushing group. Like they don't have a ton of outside of Daniel Hunter, right? Right. They don't have yeah, a ton of pressure. I was going to say, if your name's not Daniel Hunter, you're not getting a lot of pressure I on mean, the quarterback. They also have five sacks, which is the same amount as the Chargers do. So it's not like the Chargers are right, much better. Right. But four of them came from Daniel Hunter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we talked about Jamari Sawyer and Zion Johnson earlier this week, too. Yeah. Right. They blitz a lot. Ivan Pace Jr., their new linebacker, a rookie, has been blitzing really well. And also, if you pick up the blitz, it, you'll find some openings in coverage as well. You can expose it. And it's not just the lineman, David, because Joshua Kelly in that first game, right? Because this is as important late in games as it is early in games. Very more important, right? Yes. Joshua Kelly had a missed block on that intentional grounding that totally derailed the Chargers' potential game-winning drive, right? So I think yeah. it's all over the place. It's not just the lineman. It's really funny that you said the protection because that's literally one of my keys too. It just it has to be the good. Vikings. They they just they blitz literally half the time. So Justin Herbert needs to make sure that his protection is set properly and make sure that people are are in the right place to get in. Also, he needs to make sure that he gets the Chargers in the best play. If that means yeah. checking into a running play, that's fine. That means checking into a running play. But also, the quick passing game is going to be a part of that game plan as well, and that means getting the ball in Quentin Johnston's hands more in this football game it has to happen you need to utilize why you drafted this kid and it's because he's explosive with the ball in his hands give him an opportunity with the ball in his hands quickly with blockers in front and let him work his magic he did it better than anybody else in college football by a mile you need to do it it's got to be a part of the offensive attack in this one it's so funny, man, because like we never share notes or anything beforehand. We don't know what each other are going to say. I think today we have like the same exact notes. Um, I mean, I have Qu get Quentin Johnson involved is one of my keys here. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, Justin Hurt being great. We want to see that, too. But obviously, sure. I want to see him throwing some balls to Quentin Johnson. I don't think that Josh Palmer has shown anything the first couple weeks that make him untouchable as far as snap counts go. Like, right. I think how Quentin Johnson blocks is going to be a huge part of this, right? How each of these guys are blocking because the Chargers should be running the ball a lot, so that's going to be a huge part of it too. But like three catches for 16 yards in two games for Quentin Johnson. I mean, Josh Palmer is right there with four catches for 17 yards. But a lot of this coverage is probably going to be focused on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the guys who have gotten pretty much all of the targets over the first yeah. couple of weeks, right? Because and I think the other part of having Quentin Johnson out there more, I think it helps – in the fact that you don't have Austin Eckler potentially for this, right? Because right. Austin Eckler is the best yak guy. He was yeah. sorely missed last week. When you're going up against a blitz-heavy team like this, you want to have someone you can get the ball off too quick that can make defenses pay for it so they're not going to blitz as many people, right? To make them yeah. pay for those blitzes, he's a guy that can do that with as Quentin Johnson. So only 10 snaps last week against the Tennessee Titans. Darius Davis had 11. And I also like, David, the fact that he stretches the field, unlike yes. Josh Palmer, right? Like, 
He, yeah, he, he makes really, you respect the deep part, like his yeah. deep speed. He makes you respect it. Yeah, and, and I think last week you saw in that Keenan Allen big catch that he had down the right sideline, Quentin yeah. Johnson really opening that up in the middle and making the safety have to think about him, right? Yes. Daniel Popper did a good job breaking that down because that was a big play. And, I mean, you want to see the Chargers stay vertical too, right? Last week yeah. we saw them more in that direction, much more down the field passing attack that we had seen, even if it didn't turn into what you hoped it would. Still, it was better. I mean, I think Herbert was top five in, you know, average depth of target or at least, you know, his average air yards per attempt. So it's yeah. like, hey, you'll take that setting up those deeper shots against what was a porous secondary they went up against. A little better secondary this week, but we do think they're going to be running the football a whole lot. And Devontae Smith beat them twice deep last week. A.J. Brown had a deep touchdown that got called back against yes. uh, after a holding call that was kind of two guys tripping over each other. Probably should have been a touchdown. Maybe I'm just saying that because he's on my fantasy team. But I, I think if the Chargers can do those things, David, they, they should easily be able to put up 30-plus points in this game, right? Yeah. I mean, and that should be plenty in most games. But with the Chargers defense, it's not always that simple. But for the Chargers defense, I mean, it's queer, right? It, it's queer what you have to do in this game. Brandon Staley, you failed to come up with a game plan that's even slowed down moderately Tyreek Hill. It can't happen this week against Justin Jefferson. The game plan has to be better. And we're going to get into that and the rest of our defensive keys for success coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about the Game Time app. And the Game Time app has totally taken over where I get my tickets to any event. Game Time is fast and easy. You can always buy tickets for everything that you're looking for, whether it's sports, music, comedy, a theater near you, whatever you're looking for, especially if you want to be spontaneous. If you want to go say, hey, I found tickets to a Blink-182 concert for $27, and I just have to go do this tonight. Game time is the only place to go, because with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. It is the place for last-minute deals, and the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. I've used them to actually go see Blink-182 personal experience it was a little obstructed but the great thing was they actually showed me where the seats were showed me i actually had a really great lane to the stage it was really so much fun all you guys have to do is download the game time app create an account and use code lockdown nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase cheap tickets getting even cheaper terms apply but again all you have to do create that account redeem the code lockdown nfl for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed i also need to tell you guys something that i really don't need any kind of script for it because it's DoorDash. And DoorDash in the NFL days, right, in the NFL season, the clutchest thing that you can have. If you want to sit there and watch NFL Red Zone for seven straight hours, you better make sure you have DoorDash because there's going to be some sort of snacks, some sort of dip, something that you want, maybe even pizza, right? Whatever you need, DoorDash is going to bring it to you so you don't have to leave your house during football. You don't want to miss one single touchdown. You don't have to because DoorDash is here. If you need fresh groceries for the week and you don't have time because the only day for you to shop is Sunday and Sunday is now stuck with football, you can use DoorDash to get fresh groceries delivered to your house very quickly. And if you want more of a value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Right now, guys, since you listen to this show, you can get 50% off your DoorDash order up to $20 when you use the code LOCKDOWNNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply, but that's 50% off. $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKDOWNNFL. Don't forget, that's LOCKDOWNNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. 
David, let's get into our defensive keys for success here. Something we talked about a little bit yesterday, if you missed the crossover, was just how the Chargers can play into guard Justin Jefferson, right? Like, there's a lot of different things that you can do, right? But none of them have worked well for anyone else that's gone off, you know, gone and played Justin Jefferson. He has 150-plus receiving yards in each of the first two games of this season. So, it is easier said than done, David. But, like, after Brandstead, we couldn't contain Tyreek Hill at all like he has to cook something up like there has to be a plan there has to be something better this is a chance for him to show hey look nobody else could do it this season and look what I held him to right yeah like this is a great opportunity for Brandon Staley and the Chargers trying to save their season trying to save his job slow down Justin Jefferson do what you have to do throw different looks at him you cannot let him beat you in this game he's so obviously their best player on their team best offensive player it's the only thing that makes sense yeah, I mean, you have to mix up your approaches at him. I mean, you have to go one-on-one with him, get your hands on him early. You need to have, you know, safety help. I don't know if I want much going one-on-one with him. No, no, no. <laughs> Again, no, I'm just saying getting physical, right? Disrupting his timing, you know, trying to not let him get as many free releases, mix up mix up the coverages, double-team him as often as you possibly can within the coverage. Don't let Justin Jefferson beat you. You know he is going to get his. You just have to try to limit his damage. If you can try to keep someone over the top and try to keep him out of the end zone, try to keep those deep, explosive plays away, then I like the chances that the Chargers have. Because the next person you got to worry about is TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, it's pretty funny here. All 13 of his catches have been 10 yards or less from the line of scrimmage, and eight of them have been over the middle and five of them have been to the right. That is it. Nowhere else on the dev chart do you see his catches. So that's where you're going to have to put up with TJ. You're going to worry about Justin Jefferson all over the field, but TJ Hawkinson's that's guy, that guy that's going to be underneath that you have to worry about as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting how much they want to use Derwin on it because he did go off last week. I mean, he's not Justin Jefferson. You'd rather have TJ Hawkinson beat you, right? But, yes. like, the thing – it's explosive plays, right? And you're trying to stop yeah. that. And I mean, Justin Jefferson has a 30 plus yard catch in each of the games and each of the Chargers starting corners have given up a 35 plus yard catch, yeah. you know, in the first two games. So you it's like, to add that in there. there's no, there's no right answers for both of these guys. There's no way they're going to completely control them. Right. But like, yeah. I think the best way to try to slow them down, right. is by getting them off the field. And I think yeah. for me, that's, turnovers and getting pressure on Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Those are the things. It's testing the Vikings banged up offensive line. Christian Darrison, Garrett Bradbury, both questionable probably for this game. The official designations aren't out, but neither have participated fully in practice. Christian Darrison, though, seems like he could play, though. Limited all week in practice. We'll see. But either way, though, I mean, they just brought in Dalton Reisner. I don't think he's going to be out there. We will see what happens with it. But, like, you have to test it. And after seeing what we saw last week, with Thule on the field at the same time, rushing on the interior. I think you want to test the interior of this team. Yes. You don't want to go after Brian O'Neill or Christian Derrissaw if you have a choice at it, right? Get those guys right. in the middle. Get Joey Bosa in there. Have Thule walking around doing what he did last week. That was really, really awesome to see. Chris Rumpf also back fully participating in practice this week is also going to be good. If you can do that, if you can get in Kirk Cousins' face, you have a really good chance to take the ball away against this team, David. Six fumbles. In the yeah. first two games that this team has had, they've lost all of them. Seven yeah. total turnovers. Like The Chargers have played clean games and lost. The Vikings have played extremely sloppy and been right there to win anyways. Like I think it has to happen. You have to be able to take the ball away, and I think it starts with the pressure. Yeah, I mean, you got to go for the football. And you want to honestly try to get pressure without blitzing. When he's blitzed, he does very, very well. He's 26 of 32 for 217 yards. 
than three touchdowns. But when he's under pressure, he's only hitting at 50%, 13 of 26. So there's a bit of a difference there. The one thing that yeah. we know about the Minnesota Vikings is they do not run the football at all. They ran the ball 26 times through two games for 2.7 yards per carry average. <laughs> they don't run the ball. They, they just don't. And, no. of course, I say that, and then they're going to run the ball 30 times against the Chargers. I mean, on, they on also Sunday. went up against Vita Vea, right? And they yeah. also last week went up against Jalen Carter and a, a super disgusting front in the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure. So they're, they're kind of a hard one to gauge through two games. But yeah. they will get away from it. If you can yes. shut it down, you will get away. I mean, here's the wild card, though. Just sign Cam Akers. What is his, right. you know, and what is his involvement going to be? Because I think we all remember the Chargers blew out the Rams last year. But Cam Akers kind of went off against him, right? He torched them yeah. a little bit in that game last season. So he's there. But, David, what it does, though, if you can shut that run game down early, like don't let them find their running game in this game. Yeah. It's do been not. down. Keep it down, right? Yes. Like it's not yes. a super talented rushing attack. It's not. You have a lot of guys in and out of the lineup on the offensive line. Maybe they're more healthy this week, and that helps them. But, like, it hasn't been good so far. Don't let them find it against you, please. Definitely it's been pretty not. good so far season yeah. this season. And like we saw last week, Right, the first week they could not get off the field on third and long situations. Yeah, last week they got a lot better in that regard. Five right. sacks, most of them were on third down or fourth down. Right, that was a huge part for them actually having a good chance to win that game last week. Even there was plenty of defensive breakdowns, but five sacks and big moments was huge for them. If you can yeah. stop the run game, you get more of those opportunities. Yeah, I mean it's imperative. I mean you definitely cannot let them find it in this one, and they don't have a lot of dynamicism in their running back group. I mean those guys aren't the fastest or the most explosive, so I I don't really see you know that being an avenue. I mean Kirk Cousins they love to, they love to rip it. They love to throw that ball, so they are going to do that. So there's going to be that opportunity. Out of necessity or because they like to do it. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. Like were right. they throwing more because they couldn't run at all, which makes sense. Or are they just throwing it because they love throwing it? Like, it, it's just, yeah. it's funny because I hear you say that, but like, it's crazy that our trust in the run defense has come that far, right? That yeah. like, you have that much faith that the Chargers can actually get that done. I think it yeah. says a lot. This will be a good way for them to back it up again, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the definitely going up against a, a team that doesn't run the ball a lot, but you definitely don't want to allow them to add that element to their offense as well because because they throw the ball so so much, they can get them in trouble, get them in those third and long situations quite a bit, and yeah. then you can unleash those creative blitz packages, those, you know, Thule and Bosa rushing yeah. from the same side, hopefully, that he plays. And, you know, he didn't practice yesterday, but hopefully that was just rest. We're but, expecting that Bosa is going to play unless something comes out after yeah. this, right, that, like, yeah. he aggravated something at Thursday's practice or Wednesday's practice. I mean, it, it seems like, hey, if you played last week in limited snaps, you'll at least see him on a limited basis. This yeah, week. it was very, very effective, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah, the Chargers, when they get in those third and long situations, they absolutely have to tee off on Kirk Cousins. And, yes, go for the football. They have a big propensity to put it on the ground. Yeah, exactly. If you can get him in those third and longs, not only does it give you a better chance to get in Kirk Cousins' faces, who you know has fumbled already a couple of times this season. I mean, he will fumble. He had a fumble the last time the Chargers played them. Yeah. I think it was Joey Bosa pushing their right tackle into him and just like sacking him with his own right tackle. That was fun. But yeah, I mean, if you can get them in those situations, the Vikings can implode on themselves just like the Chargers can, right? But you also have to put them away, too, because they will always come back. They will be in it till the end of the game. you got to go kill them, right? You have to go finish them off. Finishing, obviously, going to be a big part of this game. But 
Does David actually think the Chargers can pull this off? We're going to get into that because we're getting into our bold and game predictions coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is one of the most fun things that I've done this football season. I've won 25 times my money this season on certain entries because all you have to do is select two to five players, pick more or less than on their projected stats, and then place your entry. My favorite thing about Prize Picks is it's just you versus the projections. You can go through, find the mismatches, right? Find the things that you think you can exploit and find the more than or less than that you like. Like this week, I said on yesterday's show, I was wondering where they would have to put the more than or less than on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards for me to to want to take the less than, right? Like, what would that number have to be? They have it at 99.5. But if you listen to my bold prediction this week, maybe he won't get there. But make sure you guys check it out. It's so much fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LockdownNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL. Promo code NFL for that deposit match up to $100. Daily Fantasy Sports, made easy. All right, David, well, it's time to get into our bold and game predictions, but I do want to send a very special thank you to all of the everydayers out there, and this is just today's show. We will be back with you guys. As you know, if we made it back to do a live show after the Dolphins and the Titans game, after the game, you know that we will be with you, good or bad, Sunday night with, or May Sunday afternoon, because it's another 10 a.m. Pacific game. Make sure you set your clocks to that because it is an early one. We'll know early in the day whether we're going to have a good Sunday or not. But thank you guys. Make sure you're back here for the live post game show afterwards. And make sure you stick around to the end of this episode because I have some fans I definitely want to shout out for doing something I was truly moved by. And, and I couldn't bring it up at the beginning of the show because I'm afraid I might tear up. So. Let's get into our bold predictions, Dave. My bold predictions, I will not cry on this show. I promise everyone. No one wants to see that. Let's get into offense first, David. I like who you went with. You stole my pick this week. I'll let you give it, though, because I shouldn't have asked you. I should have just stole it before you could get to it. But here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think this is going to be a real big opportunity for the Chargers to really establish the running game. And I think Joshua Kelly has ran the ball extremely hard uh, in both you know the games that the Chargers have played this year. Going up against a really tough front in, t- in Tennessee, you just can't really hold that, hold that against anybody. They do no. that to everyone. Yeah. Um, but I'm still encouraged, and I think there's going to be a lot of holes to run through. I think Josh Kelly has a big game. I'm going 125 yards and two rushing touchdowns for Josh Kelly in this one. Woo, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. Um, my original Josh Kelly one, I had close to that. Uh, I had 17 carries, 110 yards. I think he could have a sneaky receiving game, too, this okay. week. I think he could have five catches for 50-plus yards in this I one, like too. Because, hey, if you're going to blitz a lot, he will be probably kept a lot in there yeah. to pass protect. But yeah. also, though, I think he's probably going to leak out a little bit, be yeah. able to find that. I'll go with Quentin Johnson. I'll go with the rookie. Okay. I think the rookie has his best game of the season. I think he's going to get four catches for 70 yards in this one. I think he gets his first career NFL touchdown in this game. Hopeful, I love it. Wishful thinking, maybe. But, man, I think if you watched that offense last week, I think you could tell it needs a little bit of Quentin Johnson. It needs it a does. little bit of somebody who can spark something, make a big play when they need it, stretch the field a little bit more. I think he could definitely have a and game. It needs some, they, it they needs some magic, him. man. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I think you can throw it. Like, I know it's nice if you want to go receiver screen and stuff like that, too. But, like, give him some shots down the field. You know, I think we've seen him targeted once deep so far this season. Let him go get it. All that was out of bounds. Um, You know, and I also think if you're going to run play action, if you're going to run a lot in this game, I think we could see the Chargers do a lot of play action. There's nobody better to have running that Mike Williams route where it's kind of like that jet across the field, right, where you throw across your body deep. 
he would be great at that because if you let him open up, like he's just going to run under pretty much anything, right? He's yeah. long. He can go get fast. It. He can go get it for sure. So hopefully we see it. Let's get to our defensive bowl predictions here, David. I kind of tease mine, so I'll go first. It's called bowl predictions for a reason, right? It's things you, most people think wouldn't happen, but you're just going to, you know, for some reason you have a feeling about something. You think the matchup makes sense. Those are the best ones. I'm going to say Justin Jefferson's held to exactly 99 yards in this game. <laughs> <laughs> so don't take not me, you know, that It's 99. not advice. It's not advice. I'm not saying make your selections based on that on prize picks. But I'm going to say 99 yards for Justin Jefferson in this game. I Staley in desperation mode. I don't have a lot of trust in this defense where I can just say, like, hey, these they're going to have seven interceptions in this game because, like, yeah. how could I at this yeah, point? Right, I probably right. shouldn't have – you know, faith that they're going to hold Justin Jefferson to under 100 yards because neither one of the two pretty good defenses they've went up against so far have been able to figure it out. It's just a feeling, you know, Brandon Steele, we've seen him cook things up before. It happens once in a blue moon. I'm saying this is the blue moon thing that happens defensively for the Chargers. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, man. And and if that happens, I'll tell you right now, the Chargers are going to win without a like doubt. That. Without yeah. a doubt. My defensive bowl prediction is going to a guy who has done a lot of the dirty work through the first two two games, have done quite a lot in the in stopping the run, but hasn't really gotten after it as a passer, uh, pass rusher. I think that's going to change in this one. That guy is Khalil Mack. Okay. Khalil Mack, I think, is going to get two and a half sacks in this game. I think it's his time to shine. It's his time to remember. Throw a force remind fumble on everybody. Too. Yeah, for, forced fumble in there as well. And, of course, the Chargers are going to recover it because the Vikings always <laughs> lose all of their fumbles. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Justin Jefferson fumbled out of the end zone, which is just the cardinal sin. But <laughs> let's get into our game predictions. If you didn't see what I said yesterday, I said this game is going to be a tie. Maybe the first person ever to predict a tie in an NFL game. I have a 34-34 tie in overtime. I can't in good faith pick the Chargers to win. It feels like one of the weirdest outcomes it could be, and it feels like it's going to be a pretty weird game. And neither of these teams knows how to finish a game, so maybe they just don't finish the game. And this game ends up, you know, ending it at 34-34 tie. David, you're the only hope for Chargers fans this week. Where are you going with this one? 0-3, is that on the horizon? Do you think they can pull it off? What do you think? I told myself I wasn't going to do this in the beginning of the week because I, I, I could not. You know, it was really hard for me. But as the days go by, as the, you know, I watch the tape, you know, I Stay see with your chest. ways that the Chargers can win. And I feel like, and I've heard it, the Chargers have a strong sense of urgency. They know that they need to win this football game. Wow. I think that the Chargers are going to get enough explosive plays in this one because that's something they haven't done well enough. Yeah. And I think that they're actually going to finish with the football, and that's the way that they're going to have to win this game. It's going to be close because that's all the Chargers play, but I do have them picking up win number one wow. with a score of 34-31. to 31. I really hope so, man. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're, I don't trust the defense to give up less than 30. I think the offense absolutely should trust put me, up Trust me, it's 30. really hard. It's hard for me to do it, but no, I, just, yeah. I, feel like it, I feel like it's the right time. Man, I feel like you're, they're you're gonna going come with alive. what you think is going to happen, and, and you could be wrong every game of the season as long as, you know, you're saying what you think. Like, that's yeah. – you know, it's hard to pick them to win. And it I couldn't is. do it. It right? is very hard. But hey, hopefully we're back here Sunday night with a first post game winning show of the season. Please. The Chargers desperately need it. Have a chance to get two and two against the Raiders after that. But first, though, before we wrap the show up, I do have to send a special thank you out there. I asked a, a couple of shows ago for you guys to go help us out with our Apple Podcast reviews. We had gotten a bad review from a Tua lover, right, and and someone that thought we weren't nice enough to Tua. 
and, and an angry Titans fan that we weren't nicer about the Titans players that were trying to basically tank our podcast reviews, right? And it hit me worse than most things do. For someone, it just really bothered me seeing them do that, right, with kind of no repercussion. didn't matter. So I said, hey, you know, if you guys can, please go give us a five-star Apple podcast review if you, you know, if you can. And the way you guys, you guys, I mean, raised our Apple rating already, like to the highest number I think it's ever been. And, and I just have to shout these people out because I was really moved reading through these, especially after how chaotic and, and bad the Chargers season has started and all the crazy stuff we see in the comments every day. Yeah. Like to see what I saw on Apple Podcasts was was so great. So I want to send a shout out to Bolts United 13, Brain Zeno, Kevin Brown, Cam RE, TNT LV, Steve Kafalis, ABG 128. I know ITZ Chargers. Ended up talking about how they heard about this show from their dad, and, and that's how they got into it. And like, that's how I got into football, too. So, like, I loved that. But Commune 92, Cosette 22, JP, Deadbolt 5000, Gilly 805, REB 43696. So many people, man. And it was just, it was so moving. Wellerberg, Lightning Bolt 35, Slick Nick 24, Cows. I mean, everyone that did this for us, like, I, I couldn't you. believe it. I teared Thank up. You. And it was just so awesome, man. And I know David appreciates it as well it, it was really really a cool thing for us to see going through those i mean thank you job's so not the best for you know if you can't take criticism criticism and we get a lot of it but sure. for you guys to to rally around us like that after you saw something kind of that was dumb that went wrong that means a lot it really it does. was crazy man yeah i know it, it really was so everydayers i appreciate you guys to make sure you never miss the show go subscribe or follow for free on the locked on charges youtube channel and listen wherever you get the podcast from you can also find the show every day on our social media Find me on Twitter or X at Dan Talk Sports, David Drogmeyer at Drotalk SD and the show's page at Locked on LAC. You can also give us a five-star review and get your own shout-out as well. It's crazy. I, I can't I'm so grateful for that. You know, definitely sometimes you don't realize how many people like the show or just, you know, can give you that positivity, and it was just awesome. So we hope you guys are back here with us every day or Sunday night for the post-game show because we will win, lose, or draw. If this Viking game's end, it's going to be crazy. Make sure you're back here afterwards so we can commiserate or celebrate together. But until then, guys, thank you so much. Take it easy and go Bolts.